Beyond the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes, and deeper into the stories. I'm Michael Shields, and I have with me, as always, my co-host, Chris Thompson. How are you feeling, Chris? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what's kind of embarrassing? This is um, a, a happy new year to all our listeners <laughs> out there. This is our first podcast of the year, and it's, I mean, we're um, on, on the cusp of March. Oh, we're uh, leap, year to, leap year day today, yes, but still, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's been, been a while. We've been slacking, but... um. But we're excited to be back, and uh, we we have a whole bunch of uh, podcasts in store. So we're gonna be, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fix we're gonna fix this wrong, right this wrong, if you will. Um, so today, what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna delve into some politics, and and politics is um it's something we we don't shy away from at across the margin. There's uh there's no question that we we do lean left, and um. And the, the, the many articles, uh, political articles on the site do reflect this, but but the message it's always it's always steeped in common sense and 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 more importantly in, in fact. Um, right, right, yeah, I I agree, Mike. You know, like you know, even though we are a literary magazine at heart, you know, it doesn't mean that we are immune to the rhythms of the world. And I think we pride ourselves in being able to go beyond the confines of our main focus here at Across the Margin and maybe talk about art and culture and some of the ways in which we conduct ourselves as a society, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, go on, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that, you know, we're going to take the opportunity today. You yeah. Know? And in, uh, in some of the more important articles that I believe we've written and that I've gotten out there, um, have, have been about politics. And right. These, these things matter. And, right. and, and they've been about politics and a lot of them, you know, are steeped in like, emotion they're from the heart you know I mean these aren't just sort of just like you know um, blind pieces that are just shooting out this rhetoric that isn't steeped in any kind of opinion it's people who have personal experience with this kind of stuff you know and they're actually like sharing you know their perspective with it through the lens of politics you know you know gun control or something like that you know racism there's usually been a personal story attached to each of these right and that's what we do here we we like storytelling you know and if we can combine politics and storytelling together you know or a social issue I'm um, elated yeah, absolutely. So today, what um, we we uh, we wanted to talk about Bernie Sanders. Some he's a candidate that fascinates us, and we wanted to learn more about him and his mission. And um, to do that, um, I interviewed uh, Chris. Wasn't able to join me. Uh, you were missed, Chris. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll Next one, I'll do. I'll, I'll double up. Excellent. Good. Um, we interviewed um, Dr. Frank Battaglia and. Uh, um, I heard him on a radio interview and um, talking about Bernie Sanders and his depth of knowledge. So, who, who is Dr. Frank Battaglia again? He's, uh, he's, uh, he was a professor and he um, he worked for the Atlantic County for Bernie. Okay. Um, 
it's an organization that, that's doing a lot of work with Bernie Sanders. But what's amazing about uh, Frank is he has been feeling the burn for yes. 30 years. Wow. Maybe more. He's, it's, it's he's, impressive. He, um, he, he has been inspired by uh, Bernie's plight. He, um, you know, and, and one of the cool things about Bernie is, is his message has stayed the same over that entire right. course right. of time. He's been very consistent. And so what me and, and Frank did was we took some time to debunk a few myths that are rattle around about, about Bernie um, in regards to his age, uh, his electability, um, just the whole concept of, of democratic socialism, uh, the idea that he is a one-issue candidate, uh, his foreign policy experience, um, and, and, um, and, the, and the like, just a, just a bunch of you know, misconceptions that are right. out there. So um, that's what we did. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I can't wait it. to hear it. And I think everyone else out there will, uh, will enjoy this. Um, so here's our interview with Frank, and uh, let's, let's, let's decide uh, to burn or not to burn. <laughs> Uh, so today we have with us Dr. Battaglia, Dr. Frank Battaglia, and um, he is here to speak with us uh, about Bernie Sanders. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to have, uh, can I call you Frank? Yes, please. First off, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for coming up. He came up from um, Atlantic City. Atlantic City. He, um, he works, he's in association with Atlantic County for Bernie, and um, so I thought he was a perfect person to have in here to discuss discuss burn a little bit but um I, d- I wanted to have uh i wanted to take time on this podcast to talk about bernie because i feel the more people are educated about what he's doing and what he has to offer the more people will be amazed about what he's doing and and hopefully gravitate to him and uh you, you can see that in in the numbers whereas states where he's either campaigned a lot or 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 you know new hampshire where they've known him for a while he's 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 done very well so I feel that information concerning Bernie is power, and uh, I wanted to contribute to that. So um, that's uh, that's why we're here today. So, do you mind uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and 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 your uh, introductory thoughts about uh, your relationship with Bernie, if I may? <laughs> well, sure. Okay. The I'm a retired professor now. I actually worked in City University for a bunch of years. Uh-huh. And as it happens, well, I'm excited to be here. I'm actually excited to be here and the opportunity to talk about Bernie. And my sense is that he it's an outstanding opportunity for our country. And I say this, I'm not a, a, a professional at uh, doing anything with a campaign. Mm-hmm. And it is the case that over Bernie's entire career, from for about three decades, as I learned about him, I stayed in touch with his various campaigns, and to each of them that I heard about, I've given at least two dollars as an yeah, example. Yeah. But so, you know, I've been a supporter of Bernie for about thirty years, and wow. it seems to me Some that people just have heard who he is in the last year, 30 years, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and my sense is that he's one of the best candidates I have seen in my lifetime of a major party for the presidency. That was one of the questions that I was going to ask you, is have you, so we really haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
and for we're broadcasting here from New York City. I mean, I was pretty excited by Shirley Chisholm's candidacy mm-hmm. back when, right? But that's an example. I think he's as fine a person as that. And I was looking at some of the the exit poll stuff from Vermont, and almost everybody who responded thought that he was honest and trustworthy. And yeah. So he did very well in Vermont, where people have known him for a long career. And surprisingly, some of the people who voted for Hillary said to so, the poll that so they that, thought that Bernie was more honest and trustworthy. Yeah, they, they were saying that she, even if they voted for him, they were saying that she was not as trustworthy. Not trustworthy. Well, not, sense, not as much as Bernie. Not as much, yeah, Bernie, not yeah, as much as Bernie. Really He's been coming from this, this good place for a lot of years. So. Yeah, he's been consistent in his message and, and his mission the entire, for decades. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you, so you've been, been, been in it for a while, um, which is amazing. And one of the things I think would be interesting to do here, because I think there might be some people out there, um, you know, who are, who are still making their decision, trying to decide Hillary or Bernie, and obviously... Don't just be talking about the Democratic Party here, but uh, you know anyone who's on the fence. I thought it would be fun or interesting to knock down some myths. There's a lot of myths out there. There's a lot of misconceptions about who Bernie is. You know, starting from you know being a Democratic Socialist to his the idea of his, that him not being electable, and that's I guess we should start there. Um, that rattled around for a little bit. The fact that he's not an electable candidate. I mean, obviously not the case. Or what do you think about that? Well, I've been pleasantly surprised by well how well he has done yeah. up until last night South Carolina. Was there was only one one delegate difference between them, mm-hmm. and we're now going to go into Super Tuesday with a a lot of elections. So uh, he's he's doing uh, quite well, and I think that it's been the case through his entire campaign that he draws major crowds, which is to say 7,000, 10,000, yeah. 12,000 people. So there are a lot of folks who have been latching on to his campaign. Mm-hmm. So the whether whether he can win the nomination or not, I got no guarantees about sure, that. But from my side, I'm very happy to be doing what I can to, to support him and help his candidacy. And yeah. The some of what registers for a lot of people who have been paying attention to Bernie is that you know that he is going to keep at it because he's been doing it a long time. Most speeches, he starts out with something like the fact that 400 people in our country, 400 people in the United States have as much wealth and income as 61% of the population. Round numbers, 170 million people, their net worth, their income is matched by 400 people in our country. And he says the system is rigged. We have to change the system. And one of the things that you know about Bernie is he's serious about that. And as a matter of fact, the... the, uh, there was a surprising thing that the Wall Street Journal published on February 5th, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the debate in which Hillary had said that she had received $625,000 for giving three speeches to Wall Street groups. Mm-hmm. And the, the, uh, 
Wall Street Journal, to my surprise, said that, well, here I will read you this part. Mrs. Clinton has been trying to enjoy the customary privileges, squeezing every nickel she can out of New York's financial district while suggesting she too is a progressive who wants to occupy the place. Her problem is that she's now running for her party's nomination against Bernie Sanders, who actually means what he says about bankers. This is the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> actually means what he says. This is like the Wall that. Street Journal. Yeah. That, that's unbelievable. That's, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's an indication. You listen to him. If you follow his career at all, he does mean what he says. Yeah. The system is rigged, and he wants to change it. Yeah. And the... Um, which is quite an uphill battle. Oh I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. Against, it's quite huge, and it's not. The it's not the wealthiest people in the world. This is. This is. This is. That's why it's so exciting as well. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing that this idea seems is revolutionary. This should be something you know that we all want and talk about in the open instead of it being some you know crazy idea that comes out of a, a passionate. Senator from Vermont, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but in, in in regards to that um, electability, I was looking at, um, I saw that this the latest national uh, Quinnipiac um, poll was showing that Bernie has a much better chance than Hillary um, against Trump. Against well, yeah, I guess it would be Trump. Any of the Republican candidates. Okay. Though. So you know, when 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 the people were throwing around that elect electability thing, a uh, bunch of nonsense. You know, I mean, it, it looks like he does have, you know, his work cut out for him after what happened in South Carolina and mm-hmm. see what happens Tuesday. But uh, he's clearly a viable, I mean, and like you said, it, people have been excited about it. He's clearly a viable candidate. And uh, so we'll see. You worried about Tuesday? Are you excited about Tuesday? What do you, what's your feeling about it? Um, well, it's, it's an opportunity. And I'm, I have noted from the way South Carolina went that perhaps... Uh, states in the South, where there are a number of African American voters, yeah. will uh, go for uh, Hillary. Now I'm trying to remember whether uh, Alabama. It's uh, we got Alabama, Arkansas, okay. Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. Those are those. I think those are the tougher <coughs> ones. The ones that um, I think they're feeling more confident about are Colorado, Massachusetts, sure. Minnesota, Oklahoma, and yeah. Vermont. But meantime, as an example of Alabama. Since the Supreme Court struck down part of the Voting Rights Act, yeah, right, yeah. so that uh, states can change regulations, even states that have a historical bias uh, against African Americans, they can change their regulations without the supervision of the U.S. Justice Department. So that has gone down um, from the Supreme Court. Well, Alabama is a state. Uh, which then passed a law requiring a state driver's license. You have to present it to vote. And then further, you may know this already, they closed down the driver's license registration offices in a lot of counties which are um, primarily African-American. So that's a way of suppressing the vote. Now, Bernie has been one of the persons... Yeah, right? Bernie has been one of the people who has already proposed a revision of a um, the Voting Rights Act yeah. to re-stipulate that states 
uh, have to be monitored by the Justice Department yeah. in whatever regulations about voting get put in. It's shocking the lengths that they yeah go that they will go and they they are able to go. That's I mean shutting down. So that's yeah, driver's <laughs> license registration offices. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really. Disturbing. But so, how is it going to go in Alabama? Yeah. I do not know. But the, you know, that's Was the it? kind of stuff which is afoot in our country. Mm-hmm. And Bernie, in that instance, for example, has a, uh, an important record. Yeah. What's how it's going to play in Alabama? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It was like I I didn't get to follow the the primary in South Carolina. It was she won by fifty percent of the vote? Was that? Is that the, I believe is something, that, like, something that. like that. Something like that. And what was it, 86% of African-American voters? That's what I heard. Yep. Yeah. Suppose, yeah. Suppose, As it happens, Bernie won a majority of the white voters. Yeah. 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 I was, I didn't get to follow that. So I was surprised. But um, I, mean, I was talking to um, uh, a writer that I, I worked with, and, and, and one of her biggest stumbling blocks was his age. Bernie is 74. And she kept mentioning that how... You know the before and after pictures of presidents. I mean, you see Obama when he get, came he's, in. He's got gray hair it's, now. It's a tough job, and it's yeah, exactly. And they, they, you can actually look at past presidents and you know how they've come out and looked. And so I don't know. Some people are a little reserved because of his age. Is that something you think about? I personally, I think you want the best candidate in there. His his fire is. It doesn't look like it's diminishing at all. He's. He, so I, I don't worry about that. Is that something? Well, I'm not worried about whether he can do the job. Yeah. I, I am not yeah. worried in that way. The um, I, There have been one debate I saw about, I don't remember, sorry, this is about three weeks ago. I thought that it, it looked like he may have been tired, and on that occasion... Uh, Hillary certainly seemed more polished and relaxed. So that's an occasion when I thought she showed uh, better and and her own, the difference in age may have been part of that. But I don't have any question at all. Somebody who's (laughs) as committed as he is to making a contribution in public life, I'm certain that's where he's going to keep coming from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, it's quite a grind, what you were describing, the... uh, the campaign, campaigning, it's quite a great, there was one time I uh, was watching a Trump video, and those are always hilarious in different ways, and uh, he booked beat down, I mean, but he's, I think he's 69, but um, that's a, it's a lot, but yeah, I have no doubt that he can do the job, and I'm not, I wouldn't worry about it, there's even three Supreme Court justices that are older than Bernie, oh yeah, it was four, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yes, so yeah, that's something I, uh, I don't think too much, but it, it's, and I probably should have led with this, but um, one of the things that is is off-putting to some is just the term socialist. Well, in, in his case, he's a democratic socialist. And, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people really understand what he means by that. It's 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 because it's not, you know, a Marxist socialist or a communist. It's in, and in fact, it's still a capitalist in, in, in his way. It's a... Uh, but one who is trying to minimize the greed within the system and, um, you know, channel the uh, channel tax money to create opportunities for everyone. Um, and do you see that as a problem or, you know, what's... Well, it, could you help explain democratic socialism to, uh, to our listeners? All right. Well, <laughs> I can certainly try. Sure. 
I mean, I, I think the concept of socialism is the notion that we are a human family and much of what we do, we do with the cooperation of others. So somebody who goes to work, they go to work on a vehicle that they didn't make for sure and on a street that they didn't make and they are part of a group working to, so that's some of the ideas of socialism the right now the president of france is a socialist and uh, denmark has been a socialist country for uh, you know a lot of years so as you were saying the the uh, direction of bernie's democratic socialism is that he wants to have the society work for the benefit of everybody that's the the basic idea and he's not proposing any major takeovers he is wanting the government to function for more equality economic equality for people and the uh, I was on a, a radio show and a person called in and was concerned about basically does this mean that there's a secret conspiracy of godless communists who are trying to you know take over things and Communism, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and as it happened, I, I remembered when that question came in that within the United States there is a very wide tradition through the 19th century of religious communities who set themselves up separately to live a socialist life together. And, I, and one example is the Oneida community, which survived for probably about a quarter of a century and its descendants ended up creating a company which is making silverware to this day you know and the Amana community likewise located in the Midwest lasted for about a generation and the the descendants of the Amana community founded a company which these days is still making refrigerators, yeah. air conditioners. That's the Amana refrigerator, right? Uh -huh. Those are 19th century Christian socialist communities of the United States. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it, the basic idea is that you think that f for the most part, wealth gets accumulated by the cooperation of of people mm -hmm. and that you're trying to create a system in which people share in the benefits of the cooperation that they're doing in you know making things making a life and so anyway that's those are some things off the top of my head sure, about yeah. about that's, socialism I mean, we have socialist programs now that i mean some are you know uh have been working well i mean Public roads and, and social security. There's, oh, there's, please. <laughs> um, but uh, another thing is, um, he uh, Hillary's been giving him uh, some grief about this and the idea of being a one-issue candidate, mm -hmm. um, and that being his fight against Wall Street and getting you know big big money out of a politics campaign and finance report. Um, this I feel is very laughable to me. This this idea of uh, him just being a one issue candidate, especially because those ideas that I, that premise of getting money out of these out of out of special interest money out of government that it trickles down onto so many things. I oh, mean, yeah. I know I was talking to you before about climate change and um, 
We had someone recently write an article for us that I pointed out to you, Angela Vinson, and it just it related campaign finance reform and getting all that money out of the oil money and, and, and whatnot and what it could do for the earth. So, like, there's so much of this is related. And, uh, and I mean, I was thinking um, when this idea of a, a, a one-issue candidate comes around, when I see a man who's fighting for a living wage, is, you know, he speaks of uh, tuition-free uh, public education, women's rights, uh, rebuilding our nation's infrastructures, uh, racial uh, justice, uh, single-pay health care, comprehensive... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is this is not one issue. I mean, right. I, I yeah. can keep going on and yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but uh, you've heard that a bunch, the one-issue candidate thing. Well, like yourself, I don't think there's a lot of um, traction to it because if you're... There are so many things about the way our country operates that are affected by the concentration of wealth. So many things. And again, part of what people know about Bernie is that he is determined to change it. If you've heard a speech from him, you've heard him say, the system is rigged. Yeah. And he's going to change it. Yeah. And I mean, even a, a couple of just small small aspects of the way the system is rigged. I only learned in the past year that the Federal Reserve System aims at having 2% inflation a year. That's what their target is. The, the U.S. economy hasn't been that good through the last decade, so we don't have consistent 2% inflation, but that's what they're trying to do. Well, what happens to people who are on fixed income yeah. and they have no posit certain way of increasing their income per year? Well, the system is trying to operate on 2% inflation. That's one. And then another way in which the thing is rigged, it's a basic principle of the way the law works, that contracts with workers don't have the standing of contracts with banks. Yeah. Right? A, a company may have a contract with workers, and that doesn't have as much weight before the law as a contract with a bank. It's not fair. You know? And the... I mean, we've seen versions of this in New Jersey for a long time, which is to say that workers are a public, public worker, worker for some municipality or the state. They have to make a contribution to a pension fund, which the state then, in a contract with the workers, commits itself to providing. But the state of New Jersey has been behind on any payments to the pension fund with the workers for 25 years. And now there's a problem with the pension fund. And people can posture and say, these workers want to. They've been putting in money for 20 years. The state has not been putting it in, and now it, there's a problem. It must be the workers. They're trying to get too much. You know. I, anyway, the principle of a living wage is one that, you know, it's, it's one that Bernie talks about. Yeah. And, it's an important one. So. It absolutely is. It's, yeah. it's, uh, but anyway, that I was starting to just riff on a couple of ways no, in which it. the system is rigged. One other thing Please. that I would offer you, because <clears throat> it has a small bearing on the difference between the candidates and this campaign, is that in the early, um, early in this century, I think the year is about 2002, the bankruptcy law had a revision, <clears throat> and according to this bankruptcy law revision, it is now the case that before the law, a, an obligation that a person has to a credit card company 
has more importance than an obligation a person may have for child support. That's the law. If you owe to a credit company, that's, they that's, can... That's looked at as a more important... My goodness, that's yeah, that's right? sickening. Yeah, and yeah. that is something that, that uh, Hillary Clinton did vote for. So she okay. voted for that yeah. when it went through. Yeah. And that's an example of a kind of coziness uh, that she has to really established financial interests that, that Bernie does not. Yeah. The people who are listening may or may not know that... Uh, Bernie doesn't have a pack. All of he has um, a super pack. So yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. and uh, doesn't he have? Um, isn't there one? For the nurses is a nurses. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw someone giving uh, one of his supporters a hard time about that, and he's like, "Are we serious? We're talking about uh, you know a yeah. small group of nurses who like right. Bernie Sanders." Yeah, right. <laughs> he did not, you know, organize the nurses of the United States yeah. for the purpose of having them support him, but that yeah. is the case. That the Nurses the case. Association of the U.S. Yeah. But besides that, there's he has he has, he has none, right? Yeah. Yeah, he no. has not organized any, and and. Uh, all of the contributions to his campaign have come from individual donations, and there are, this is a record, I think, in U.S. life, there are uh, over a million people have made a donation to his campaign, an average of $27. Yeah, yeah. Which is... It's, it, that's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. it shows that, you know, regardless of what happens, that there, there there's a, a large majority of people that, that see what's happening. Yeah, I think that's exciting. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, people it's, understand what the game is, yeah. and they know that so, if somebody's trying to do something against it, that he needs he needs support. He absolutely. needs people working for him, and I, of course, you need money to run a campaign. Yeah, I, I check into the website once in a while. Just throw ten at it here, ten at it there. Just, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of fun. But um, you were speaking of Hillary. Sure. If she um, if she's able to pull this out, uh, you get behind get behind Hillary. I mean, I guess with with the clown show over there. On the other <laughs> side. I was, uh, did you watch the debate the other day? Uh, they 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 were arguing about makeup, each yeah. other's makeups and, and sweat. Uh, they were joking each other. That this is this is the low we have fallen to. But yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I I did not see the debate. I have heard a couple of excerpts, sure. and and uh, uh, some of it was just just it, disturbing that in a a supposed debate for who's going to be president of the United States. One candidate says you needed a full-length mirror because you needed to check whether you had wet your pants. That was a line in a presidential debate. Grown-up conversation about what matters to our country. That's that's why it's at least refreshing when you're watching the Democratic one. You know, Hillary and Bernie—they stay on the issues, and you know, it's it's a grown person conversation, but. uh, yeah, it's. I mean, the differences between Bernie and Hillary are substantial, but then the differences between the you know the Republican uh, candidates and the Democratic that's it's even a bigger divide. You know, so, that's the way it seems seems to me. Yeah. Um, some of Bernie's programs uh, are looked at by, you know, of course the Republicans, but by some as uh, as as kind of progressive. Um, do you fear that um, Congress, if Bernie was elected, would stifle any of his chance, chances to make practical change? I think any Democrat would have that problem, but um, do you, is, is that a concern? 
Well, I, I'm concerned for my country, yeah. and I think that things, a number of things, should be different. The uh, and the I don't expect if uh, Bernie is elected that he's going to be able to carry out all the things that he'd like to do. Sure. And but I do feel that if he is elected, it is an indicator for the entire population and people who are in office that people feel differently about the situation and things need to change. Now, it is... um, So, I'm thinking that two years down the road when there are more congressional offices up for election, you will see another version of this change, the political revolution that he is is talking about. Isn't that, you know... That's the big deal, really, is, is the midterm elections. I feel, in some ways, we let Obama down by, um, you know, not... They, people didn't come, Democrats didn't come out in droves for the last midterm election. Yeah. And um, so that, you know, if, if you were to be in office, that would be, that'd be a crucial moment. Yeah, Bernie has said, I've, I've seen him give the speech on a, a couple of occasions, and he says that one thing I can promise you is that... Uh, if I am elected, I cannot guarantee you all these changes, yeah. that it is so deep a problem mm-hmm. that we have to make a lot of changes, and it requires lots and millions of people to be mobilized. We can't do this alone. And uh, so that's that's the direction of his, um, you know, the argument. It, the one thing... Um, Certainly, a president could be doing more. I have recently read, and I have the hard site somewhere for... uh, It's on the Internet right now. It was put up in January. Four persons who have been whistleblowers in the finance industry. And they put up a list of 18 things the president of the United States could do without consent of Congress that would make a difference. Uh, 17 of them without consent of Congress. One requires consent of Congress, and that's uh, more agents. But here's an example that right now the, the regulatory agencies which look at mortgages in the United States do not refer what appears to be fraud to an indictment. They simply don't. And a president of the United States could say mortgage fraud has to be reported to the Justice mm-hmm. Department. It is not presently. That's an example. And that's something the, presidential powers yeah, have to be taken care of. Yeah, yeah, that's an example. And technically, there is a partnership between the National Mortgage Association and the FBI and, and the Department of Justice so that they agree that they will deal jointly, for the most part, with lower-level cases, so that the very large cases, none of them ever get referred to you know, the, the Department of Justice. Well, these are examples of things that could be changed be by sense. somebody who wanted to change them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, well, that's exciting. I mean, you know, yes. I mean, yes. you know, I'm always curious what, you know, president, what, what a president can do. Uh, you know, on his own. Sure. It's been interesting. Yeah. Obama in this last, uh, you know, kind of on his way out. It seems a little aggressive in that way. Um, uh, we've actually discussed this, and it's kind of the last myth I wanted to discuss, but it's, I feel um, a lot of people are, are 
not sure what he brings, Bernie Sanders brings to the table in foreign politics, and if um, if uh, if we can be confident in him as commander in chief sure. uh, in that vein. And uh, okay, yeah, in, any thoughts on that? Oh, lots. Thank yeah, you. Great. Yeah, please. <laughs> I, I feel like something I initially thought I educated myself more, but uh, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, that's all right. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Bernie has been emphatic in a couple of debates in which he says that the he is not as inclined to pursue regime regime, mm-hmm. regime change. He also says that the removing of Saddam Hussein is one of the biggest foreign policy blunders of this century and it it is one of the triggers for destabilizing the whole region, the destabilizing the whole region, yeah. which is certainly the case, mm-hmm. and uh, the um, there are two places where Obama has done something which seems to me to give an indication. Well, uh, what would that mean? The uh, Hillary, by the way, has been explicitly in favor of intervention. Yeah. And in uh, the profile that's in the Times today, she's a mantra of hers is that she'd rather be caught trying than than not doing anything. And I can understand if you were attached to the White House during the Rwanda genocide, sure. you know, you may have learned some lessons from that. But I she says, for example, about Syria, I've heard it in several debates that what she wanted was a no-fly zone. That is, that U.S. planes would be up in the air and prevent uh, a uh, Assad, the Syrian president's planes or Russian planes from... Um, would they would actually engage? Well, that's, <laughs> that's the problem, <laughs> yeah. because unless you've got an agreement ahead of time, if you put up planes and you're saying you're declaring a no-fly <laughs> zone, you're starting a war. You're starting a war. Yeah. So that has seemed like not so prudent a way of proceeding when she said it. And now I am quite impressed by the achievement of the Obama administration with John Curry as Secretary of State that they have put together, and it's, it started a couple days ago, the ceasefire in Syria. And the ceasefire in Syria involves, on the one hand... Um, the the uh, Syrian government forces, and it also involves the the Russians and the French standing down from bombing. But the the uh, there are over one hundred groups in Syria which have agreed to the ceasefire, and it has started. It's actually underway. It's about thirty six hours on, and the. Yet the free-for-all targets are ISIS and uh, the Nusra Front, so-called, which is linked with al-Qaeda. But I know it was an almost impossible task to get a ceasefire in which you have a handful of nations plus 100... Yeah, I'm surprised by that number. Yes, yes, yes. But that's an example of... um, a different way of, of going about things so that I, I believe that that uh, Hillary is inclined to take the tools which are available of U.S. Superior, uh, air superiority, for example, and try and force a result by them. But Bernie has 
said on an, in a number of ways that you have to be prepared to deal with all the consequences, which he argues, I think, plausibly, that the United States has not been prepared to deal with the the consequences and uh, some of this over aggressiveness, and that's what it feels like. What you were saying with uh, Hillary and, and, and some of our actions, I, I mean, it's easy to see that they've probably caused more problems than they prevented in some situations. So his his uh, it seems that he is gonna, you know. It's, I'm sure he's, he's going to be proactive against these, but I mean, it's, it's a less obtrusive uh, brand of foreign policy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. In, in, yeah. in, 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 in the yeah. best of ways. Yeah, so, and Bernie indeed did not vote to uh, go into Iraq. I was going to bring that up. Man, <laughs> you know, yes. it's, it's something yes. he is proud of and he should be proud yes. of. He, he did not vote for that. And incidentally, the uh, I have, I find the Donald Trump candidacy in a lot of ways upsetting and frightening, but I will offer one nod to him. Oh, here here. we go. He said in one of the debates that the George W. Bush administration deliberately lied to get the U.S. into the Iraq war. You can call it whatever you want. I want to tell you they lied. Mm -hmm. That's something he said, and I understand this to be true, and here's the specific that when the International Atomic Energy Agency was looking for weapons of mass destruction mm-hmm. in Iraq, they offered the Iraq um, government a list of 444 sites that they demanded to look at. And the Iraq government gave them access to 442 sites. The only two sites that they were not allowed to go into were private homes. That was it. So if you were following the issue in detail, you knew the weapons of mass destruction right. story was invented. But the the administration then arranged to have briefings for all kinds of people to sell, you know, sell an invasion. And I am thrilled. Yeah, they used to the, utilize the media in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, That's- yeah, and Bernie saw through it and voted against it. That's one so of the examples of... Lost you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's, it just seems to me that you want, you know, regardless of experience... I mean, he's an experienced politician for decades, but, you know, she's going up against someone who's a secretary of state. What you want, in my opinion, is the most rational uh, person making these big decisions for us, and I, I believe him to be that. So that's why, you know, that foreign policy issue isn't—it's not only an issue. It's I—I I want him there for that. Reason, ah, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And um, yeah. what is? saying one other thing uh, occurred to me on the foreign policy issue that John Kerry did negotiate the nuclear arms. Uh, deal the the nuclear enrichment deal with Iran, so that Iran agreed to dismantle its apparatus for mm-hmm. nuclear enrichment. And there are still people who are defaming this administration for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think that it's an important step toward de-escalating tensions within the Middle East. Yeah. And one. Uh, something which is in the headlines again today. There were elections yesterday in Iran, mm-hmm. and moderates are in, increasing 
their representation in the Iranian um, parliament. Mm -hmm. And it's in part because there's this sense that the West is not a great demon that's out to destroy us, but it is possible for us to figure out a future in which we move forward, increasing yeah. our engagement with the West. So that's... Using diplomacy. Yes. Nice. Yes. You there you go to, again, you right? So You don't have to go out there with uh, guns blazing to uh, fix some of these problems, you know? It's, uh, it's pretty scary. So that's... I, mean, I pretty much went through all the... the um, uh, the myths I had. What I heard you, and just as we're getting close to winding down, I heard you say earlier, opportunity. And I, that's how I feel about it. I believe, you know, a lot of us in the States, we, 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 a lot of us live pretty well. There's a complacency in parts, and they, but a lot of people don't. And, uh, and then there's also, there's a naivety in some cases, or people don't know exactly the depth of uh, these problems with money and politics and everything and and but something must be done and it, it, and, and, and sooner than later and I, I gotta tell you I would I would be terribly disappointed if uh, if we do miss this feels like a great opportunity <laughs> Bernie feels like a great opportunity like it's 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 it's, it's a pretty special campaign and I understand why you're so passionate about it so. <laughs> you, you'd be pretty disappointed as well I'm sure I mean if uh yeah. Don't start feeling this burn. Well, you know, we, we keep trying to make a difference. That's what we, you know, if you're going to be in, in uh, public life, you show up. Yeah. And you do the best you can. For the people. For the people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the reason I know Frank is, uh, is, is uh, I'm, I'm, I heard him on a radio show, but it was because his son is a good friend of mine, uh, uh, told me about it, and once I heard Frank talking, I, I knew I had to speak with him. And and uh, and, and Len, Lenny, Lenny's here. Lenny, you uh, you feeling the burn a little bit? It's burning. Yeah, you're, you're with it. Um, but I can't thank you, Lenny, for, for introducing me to your father. And, and Frank, thank you for coming up. Oh, speaking please. to us. For, I've, for I've. It is an opportunity for me yeah. to you know, spread the word about Bernie. And I, as I said at the beginning, I think it's uh, one of the best candidates for major party uh, for president in the U.S. Yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah. So I'm happy to, to help thing. a bit. Yeah, we got to spread the word. And everybody uh, out there, start feeling the burn. Just do your homework. It's, uh, it's a pretty exciting thing. So thank you again, Frank. Okay. Really appreciate it.
makers. <laughs>